Icon the podcast. I'm your host David, the host of Pop Icon Radio, live on the Alternation Radio every Tuesday from eight to nine in the morning. We talk pop culture, we play pop music, and we're doing the same thing here. Hey, welcome to the show, guys. Um, if you already don't, be sure to check out Pop Icon on Instagram at Pop Icon Radio. Um, I'll post some funny stories sometimes, uh, maybe a little bit of tea on occasion. I talked about some stories that we're going to be talking about today on here throughout the past week, and some are, like, shocking, so we'll have to get into that. Um, but, yeah, last week I had my buddy Andrew on. We sat down, we talked pop culture, and we had a good time. He's going to be coming on for another episode, so hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, I'm really excited to have him back on, and, you know, I thought that we had a great time talking about everything. So I guess we can just jump right into things and start the show off with the Billboard Hot 100 and the box office top 10 of the week. Uh, And now that I'm thinking about it, whenever me and Andrew did our show last week, we didn't finish out the top 10. Just know that Paw Patrol was number one with over 22 million. That's crazy. Um, I guess a lot of kids had their parents out uh, to take them to that movie. We'll see if it rains supreme this week. Uh... But to start things off, we've got our Billboard Hot 100. So at number 10, we have got uh, Selena Gomez and Rema with Calm Down. At number 9, we've got Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo. At number 8, we've got Fuck You Mean, Gunna. At number seven, we've got Last Night, Morgan Whalen. Number six, I Remember Everything, Zach Bryan, featuring Casey Musgraves. It's a lot of the same things. I mean, is there going to be anything new? Oh, wait. Number five, 3D, Jungkook and Jack Harlow. What? I don't, have I heard that song? Maybe I have. I don't know. I'll have to check it out. Uh, number four, we've got Fast Car, of course, Luke Combs. Number three, Cool Summer, Taylor Swift. Climbing at the charts, that's surprising. Uh, and at number two, we've got Snooze from SZA. And I guess top of the charts this week is going to be Doja Cat once again with Paint the Town Red. This is now, I think, our third or fourth week in the top like spot. It's kind of crazy. Get it, girl, because I don't think Say So lasted that long. Um, so congrats. It's going to be our top 10 this week. Um, we can jump right into our box office top 10 of the week. Uh, so this week, the week of, or I guess weekend of October 6th through the 9th, um, We've got our top 10 being number 10, uh, Hocus Pocus, 1.6 million. So that was a re-release, the 30th anniversary re-release, 1.6 million. That's great that it pulled in that much. Uh, number nine, we've got The Equalizer 3, 1.8 million. 
At number eight, we've got Dumb Money, 2.1 million. And if you listened to my show last week, you kind of know what that movie is about. Andrew kind of explained it because I didn't know shit about it. So I'm glad that he was able to come on and talk about that. Uh, number seven, we've got The Nun 2, uh, 2.6 million. Damn, that fell down hard. Uh, number six, we've got a v- Haunting in Venice, 2.6 million also. At number five, we've got that movie, The Blind, 3.2 million. Uh, me and Andrew also talked about that last week. He told me about how it's like the Duck Dynasty guy. And I was like, eee! I don't know how I feel about that. Um, number three, we've got, or actually, no, number four, we've got The Creator, 6.2 million. At number three, we've got Saw 10, 7.8 million. At number two, we've got Paw Patrol, The Mighty Movie, 11 million. So, wow, that's great. It brought in, you know, half of the audience that it brought in the first week. Uh, number one, we have got The Exorcist Believer, um, 26 million, 26.4 million. So, that's not bad, I guess. Uh, it could have done more, but I've heard a lot of people like th- trashing the film online and about like saying it's like not scary. So I don't know. I'll have to check it out. I think my brother and Stacy, who was on episode three of Pop Icon, I think they saw, or no, episode two of Pop Icon. Uh, I think they saw The Exorcist Believer this past Monday. Maybe we'll have to. I'll have to ask them see what they thought of it. Uh, but it's from David Gordon Green, the guy who did the new Halloween movies. And those are already controversial in themselves because people are like, people are haters sometimes. Um, I enjoyed most of them, but I don't know. I guess some people didn't. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to be our box office top 10 of the week. Um, we'll see if The Exorcist Believer st- like, stays number one on the charts. This, like this next week because we've got Taylor Swift's Eras tour coming to theaters next week, which is I didn't realize it. It's Friday the thirteenth. Fucking great. This is gonna be weird. Something weird is gonna happen. I'm kind of scared. Um, but she's probably gonna pull in like a hundred million or something crazy like that. I don't know. The Swifties are like always out. So yeah, that's gonna be our Billboard Hot One Hundred and Box Office Top Ten of the Week. So I guess to start things off this week, we can jump into a little bit of pop culture news. We've got some scandalous pop culture news going on with the president's brother. I know my date with the president's brother. It's crazy. No, that's not a movie. It's my date with the president's daughter. But now I want to like I want a movie called My Date with the President's Brother, um, with Frank Biden playing the role of the president's brother because the emergence online of a nude photo of Frank Biden, President Joe Biden's younger brother, has caught has caused has caused quite a stir on social media and put the Biden family once again under scrutiny as Republicans push for an investigation into the president and his close relatives. Uh, Newsweek writes. Um, so a naked selfie of Frank Biden, one of the president's two brothers, together with James, uh, was shared on guyswithiphones.com in 2018, as the Daily Mail reported. The website, which the UK newspaper identifies as a gay dating site, though it is not strictly for gay men only, is a platform for men to share photos of their bodies and receive comments in return. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's not a gay dating site. I don't think anybody's on there dating with one another. I think they just go on there and post photos. Um and he's claiming it's not even him, or he's claiming it's him, but he claimed that he didn't post it on there. And I'm like, I probably believe him. He's like an old man. Like, I don't think he's posting his shit online. Um, so Frank Biden, who is 11 years uh, Joe Biden's junior, said that the photo shared on the website some five years ago is his, though he denied posting it himself, saying his phone must have been hacked. Um, the photo was first found by right-wing nonprofit group Marco Polo, an organization headed by former Trump White House aide Garrett Ziegler. Uh, 
sounds gay to me if he's out there looking for like dick pics on guys with iPhones.com. He was like jerking it one day on there while looking at it and he's like, wait, that guy kind of looks like, oh my God. Like I, I'm sure that's exactly what happened. I like kind of want to look up the picture of this guy, Garrett Ziegler. Um, cause I, apparently he works with a group and their whole focus is finding evidence of alleged corruption within the Biden family business. I'm like, you're so like, you're like, I don't even, I don't want to use this term, but you're such a bleep for like uh, looking online at dick pics and then like posting about the person. I don't know. There's something weird about that. So Frank Biden, who is 69 years old, said of the, f- the picture, I have absolutely no comment. I could care less. I haven't even looked at it. He added, they must have hacked my phone. Anything that is a revealing photo of any kind is between Mindy and me. I really don't want to start my day off this way. Definitely didn't post it anywhere. Um, so Florida-based Frank Biden is currently a non-attorney senior advisor for the Berman Law Group in the Sunshine State here. Um, the picture has generated both anger and humor on social media. Some users on X, formerly known as Twitter, have called the image gross and asked the left to oust President Biden because of it. Wait, what? Did they? Who is, who is asking for President Biden to be ousted because his brother's posting, like, his dick pic? That's crazy. And it, he, I don't even think he posted. I think somebody, like, I really think he probably got hacked. He's, like, an old man. And he's, like, uh, like a big figure. He's, like, the vice president. He At the time, he was a vice president, like, a former vice president's, like, brother. Like, he's a public figure at that point. He's not posting that. Obviously, his phone got hacked or something. Um... Others, it says, have complimented Frank Biden for being in shape. Um, Yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard he's in great shape and heard he's got a huge dong. Um, Yeah, actually, that's not a lie. I haven't heard it because I actually saw the photo. I actually got the photo back in like 2019. Um, Saw it online. It wasn't on guyswithiphones.com, but it was like on a website kind of in that same vein. Um, So that's interesting to find out that I've had that photo for years and... It turns out to be the president's brother. Um, so I guess thank you to him for that. Uh, we can move on, I guess, to another story. So I guess we can get into Rebecca Lou's uh, responding after backlash following the resurface David Beckham affair claims in a Netflix documentary. Um, so Rebecca Lou's alleged affair with David Beckham was discussed by the retired soccer star and his wife in their new Netflix documentary called Beckham. Uh, so... For those of you who don't know, back in, like, 2004, I think after they had been married for a couple years, um, David Beckham supposedly cheated on Victoria with this woman. Uh, I don't remember if there was any proof, but I think that maybe, like, they may have corresponded a couple of times. I don't know really, like, the the full tea on it. But I remember hearing about it. I heard it was, like, awful on his end. Um, So Rebecca Luz, one of the women who claimed to have an affair with David Beckham back in 2003, is reacting to backlash after the alleged affair was discussed in the soccer star's new Netflix documentary, Beckham. So Luz responded to an Instagram commenter who remarked on the number of disgusting messages Luz had received since Beckham hit the streamer earlier this month. Stay strong, the commenter wrote on Friday. You have a beautiful life with your gorgeous family, which, unlike others, doesn't have to fill the gaps by getting Netflix involved. Uh, the shade of it all. Um, why would they say that about Victoria and her family? So in response, Luz replied, Thank you. I'm taking in all the nasty comments as much humor, with as much humor as I can. Bitch, you're a fucking side bitch shut up um so Luz claimed she had a romantic relationship with david just four years after he tied the knot with rebecca in 1999 
the affair and allegations were vehemently denied by Manchester United alum at the time with David calling them ludicrous. Um, he says, during the past few months, I've become accustomed to reading more and more and more ludicrous stories about my private life, David said in a statement at the time. What appeared this morning is just one further example. The simple truth is that I am happily married and have a wonderful wife and two very special kids. There is nothing any third party can do to change this. Boom, mic drop. I guess he was letting the side bitch know, like, you're not fucking up what I got here. Um, so while rumors first came to light 20 years ago, the yoga instructor has been back in the headlines thanks to Beckham's release, which saw the professional athletes' alleged infidelities with both Luz and Sarah Marbeck, discussed by David and Beck and Victoria in the four-part documentary's final like final episode. And I have to be honest with you, um, Victoria's a very strong woman for that. I have, yeah, that's it. That's like my thoughts on that. My thoughts are that Victoria was like very strong to have dealt with all that she had to deal with, with that woman. Labeling it the most unhappy she's ever been in her life, the Spice Girl star recalled how the rumors impacted her marriage. It was probably, if I'm being honest, the most unhappy I've ever been in my entire life, Victoria admitted. While David had moved to Spain following his transfer to Real Madrid, Victoria stayed behind in the UK with their sons, Brooklyn and Romeo. The weight of the rumors, however, had the couple feeling like they were against each other and the world, prompting Victoria to move to Spain to be by her husband's side. It was the hardest period for us because it felt like the world was against us, Victoria said in the doc. She continued, And here's the thing, we were against each other, if I'm being completely honest. You know, up until Madrid, sometimes it felt like us against everyone else, but we were together, we were connected, we had each other. But when we were in Spain, it didn't really feel like we had each other either. And that's sad. I can't even tell you how hard it was and how it affected me. Victoria added, calling their time in Spain a circus. I can imagine. Um, David also weighed in, acknowledging how hurtful it was for Victoria and their family as a whole. Uh, he said, Victoria is everything to me. And to see how hurt and to see her hurt was incredibly difficult. But we're fighters. And at the time, we needed to fight for each other. We needed to fight for our family, David said. And what we had was worth fighting for. I mean, I guess so. They've been together for like 30 years. But still, like that little bit of stain on a relationship, like that's always got to hurt. Um, so, you know, I'm here for Victoria, not here for Rebecca. I'm kind of here for David. Um, not really here for David. I lied. That's, that's not it at all. Um, so, yeah, let's jump into our next story. So, for our next story, Pop Crave recently reported that Sophie Thatcher, known for her role in Yellow Jackets, is being considered for a role in the highly anticipated Scream 7. Uh, the news has sparked excitement among fans of the horror franchise who are eager to see Thatcher's potential contribution to the iconic series, uh, which already stars, hopefully, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox, as well as, uh, who do else do we have? We've got Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, Mason Gooding, Jasmine Savoy Brown, um, maybe Hayden Pensier. I guess we'll see where Scream 7 goes. Um, I've heard some rumblings about it, and apparently it's going to be set in New York during Christmas time. I don't know. That's what I've heard. Also, I heard that Jenna Ortega, there's three different scenarios with her. There's three different scripts written with her having one with her having a main role, one with her having a limited role and one with her having no role at all. So I'm like, what, which way are they going to go with that? I mean, obviously it's nice to have options, but at the same time, like is her star like a little bit too big? I don't know. Maybe not. Um, maybe so. Maybe she just wants to pop in for, like, a little bit, you know, make some money and then, like, dip out. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. I'm always excited to hear a little bit of Scream news. Um, 
So yeah, we've got that. Um, coming up next, we have got. Uh, so up next, I guess we can get into like a little bit of Bravo news. Um, this coming week, I'm gonna post an episode of Popcorn Recaps with the episode. I think it's 13 and episode 14 recaps. The season finale is episode 14, so I'm gonna post that um, this coming Monday. And I'll be talking that episode about the trailers that have been released recently of all the different Real Housewives. So we have Real Housewives of Potomac that was released. We've got Real Housewives of Miami that was released and also Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, so I'll talk about it on that show. I don't want to like bog this show down with all types of housewives like tea and like tra like trailer gossip. Um, so I only want to have like a little bit of Bravo news today. So we can get into a little bit. We've got Raquel Levis selling all of her TomTom Tom items. So I guess Raquel Levis, known for Vanderpump Rules, Scandoval, um, she had an affair with Tom Sandoval, who was like one of her supposed good friends, uh, boyfriends, and they obviously didn't last. Uh, there's been a lot of controversy since then. She hasn't come back to film the show Vanderpump Rules, which is on its 11th season, I believe, right now. Um, they filmed that. It hasn't come out yet. I'm sure we'll get a trailer in November or December. Um, but she is out there right now. She's not known for... Lately, hasn't been known for getting on social media and, like, really talking that much. But today she posted a story saying that she is selling all of these, like, controversial, like, triggering items for her um, in collaboration with the uh, NAMI National uh, Association of Mental Illness or something like that. Um, all proceeds going there of her Tom Tom hoodie, which was like a hoodie that Tom Sandoval gave her that she would like wear. And then also like a lightning bolt necklace that they had like matching like pairs of. Um, so it's like she's kind of misses the mark sometimes. I get what she's like going for, but like, I don't know. There's something about it that like is like kind of odd to me. I don't know. I'm sorry. I love you, Raquel. But like, I feel like she missed the mark there a little bit. She needs it. She needs to be on some type of show talking about her story. She cannot be just be on Bethany pod, like Bethany Frankel's podcast. Like she needs to be on a television show. I need to hear more from her. Um, so yeah, we've got that going on. We have also got, in a little bit of Bravo news, and I guess final Bravo news, um, Teresa and the girls at Sheen. So Teresa Judice from Real Housewives of New Jersey has revealed a collaboration with um, the clothing company Sheen uh, called Sheen X Judice Girls. So Teresa and her daughters have decided to collaborate with the online fashion real retailer Sheen. Uh, the clothing company announced the endorsement with a promotional video that was shared on, on Sheen's official Instagram page. Under the video, a spokesperson wrote, The wait is almost over. The Sheen X Judice Girls collection is launching 10-9, which was yesterday. Um, it features Teresa, Gia, Adriana, and Melania. Um, Gabriella does not appear to be in any of the video. Uh, but perhaps she'll be in a future campaign. Who knows? Um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey stars are dressed in varying, in varying shades of beige and white and are seen dancing together in their living room, having a good time, showing off the outfits. Uh, Teresa rings the doorbell, enters the home. The girls scramble to clean up the confetti that they threw. Uh, it's just, you know, just just announcing this fun like party girl like collaboration i'm excited to see it the judice girls deserve it after all the trauma that they've been through over the past couple of years um viewers are divided on the project some suggest the judice family should consider working with a company that has been flagged for ethical and questionable labor practices but i mean 
do we think that they're really thinking about that too much? I really don't. I mean, I don't mean to be rude or anything, but like, that's just how I feel. I feel like they're not really thinking about things too much. They're just like, oh, cute, a collaboration with Sheen. I get everything from there. Everything's like six bucks. Fuck yeah. Um, so that's cool, I guess. Uh, you know who I love? You know which Sheen girl I love? The confidence activist, Danny. I don't know. Have you ever, have you guys heard of her? She's fucking hilarious. Um, she uh, became like known to me, like in my world after like this, like Sheen influencer, like campaign came out after they got all this bad, like press, like they got like a Rico or something like that, which is, I don't even know, racketeering charges. I'm not sure how that works with like a clothing company, but like they were like, just trying to like make their brand, like have some good PR just, you know, show them as something else. And so they have this girl named Danny who they like labeled her as a confidence activist. And she was like a bigger girl. And like she had, her style was like very like interesting. Um, and so, yeah, that's what I think of whenever I think of Sheen now, I don't ever buy clothes from there. Maybe I, maybe I will probably not. Who knows? Um, so we can get into our last story of the day. So I guess for our last story this week, we can get into all like the drama going on over there with DC, um, DC comics, uh, as they're known as, um, so yeah, we can get into it. The home of the Holy Trinity, uh, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, has been going through some controversy, especially on their like movie end of things. Uh, so apparently Aquaman 2 was flooded with drama, which included Jason Momoa allegedly drunk on set, um, Amber Heard having scenes cut, Elon Musk getting involved. Um, there was just like a whole lot of drama there. Uh, so apparently... Let's start with the whole Amber Heard of it all. I feel like half the reason I started like Pop Icon Radio is to like talk about like situations, like everything that happened with the Amber Heard and like Johnny Depp trial. I felt like it was like disgusting how everybody like came for her and they created a whole narrative that was not like even actually the truth. Like if you sat down, if you went through things, then you would find out that like a lot of the things that you were seeing on like TikTok was not actuality. They were, like, paid bots to, like, sway opinions and fuck up, like, the court of public opinion, basically. Um, I don't know. I was, like, able to see through, like, a smear campaign like that, like, from Jump. Like, I knew as soon as it started coming out, like, about her, like, about all the, th like, the horrible things that she did. I, like, had to, like, look into it. And then come to find out most of the time that she was allegedly doing these, like, horrible things, she was defending herself. This video that they have of her where she's saying, like, you're, nobody's going to believe you that you're a man, you're getting beat. She's, like, not even speaking from the perspective of, like, like, making fun of men who are in abusive situations. She's speaking facts on what the case was. Johnny Depp is over there beating her ass and she's defending herself against this man. Nobody's going to believe that this man is over here getting his ass beat, even though they did that fucking that smear campaign worked. And a lot of people like believed a lot of really nasty and untrue things about that poor woman. And like I said, that's part of the reason why I wanted to start pop icon is to like get out there and put my opinion out there because what you're here, what, what everybody was talking about was like, yeah, everybody knows. It's like, no, not everybody knows that because some people are like, actually like, they're not swayed just because they saw a funny video because they saw like a dumb meme video. Like, and that's what I feel like happened to like a lot of people. They're like, oh, Johnny Depp, it's funny. I'm like, no, like you're acting like you're the town idiot right now, not being able to have any type of like 
media literacy and seeing through all of this. Like, everything that I, 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 there's just, like, so much with all of it that I can, like, get into, but this was, like, a big reason why I started Pop Icon, and so hearing about that she, like, went through all of this, it, like, really pisses me off. Um, so, uh, Jason Momoa allegedly showed up to the set of uh, Aquaman 2 drunk and dressed like Johnny Depp and tried to get Amber Heard fired, um, which in turn caused her former boyfriend, Elon Musk, uh, to have a litigator send a scorched earth letter threatening to burn the house down if she didn't get to return. Um, they tried to pass it off like it was like a chemistry thing between her and Jason Momoa, um, but the case stands for... She took the chemistry test back before the first film. Her and Jason Momoa had great chemistry. This smear campaign that went on against her was bullshit. And, like, the fact that so many people believed it. So many people fell under it. Jason Momoa was up there. He's he's working with her. Like, and he have a little bit of respect? James Wan, the guy who, like, made the film also produced it. He, like, was arguing with her, fighting with her, because he was mad that her, the trial was overtaking the social media aspect of Aquaman. And I'm... I'm like, I'm just fucking sorry, but that's her fucking life right there. She's over there fighting for her goddamn life, and you're over here mad because your little stupid-ass fucking movie can't fucking get out there. Like, fuck you. That's what I have to say to that. That really pissed me off whenever I heard that. Um, like, fuck you, dude. I, like, am... I was excited to see Aquaman just because of Amber Heard. I have always liked her. Um, she was on the show called Hidden Palms back in the day, 2006, I think. And that was, like, one of the first things I saw her in. Oh my god, why is why is my watch trying to talk back to me? So yeah, I feel like I've like kind of rambled on about that, but um I guess ultimately the studio never pulled the trigger on firing herd. Um you know what? And like all that drama makes me happy that none of the stars from the Justice League will reprise their roles in the new DC universe. Um, Variety reported that and it's good to know that I don't have to fucking worry about hearing about Jason Momoa anymore. Even though I wanted to hear Henry Cavill or whatever his name was, um, I felt like they did him dirty and I'm glad now after hearing all this about Jason Momoa that I don't have to see his dirty ass anymore. Even though they said that he's supposedly reading for like Lobo. We'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, so, so I think that is where we're going to like end the show this week. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I'm your host, David. If you guys already don't be sure to check out pop icon radio on Instagram at pop icon radio. And if you guys want to listen to the show live pop icon radio is live every Tuesday from eight to nine. Um, you'll be able to hear it this coming week and this coming Friday, uh, me and Stacy have an episode of movie day coming out, which I believe is for maybe Joker. Hell yeah. Um, so I'll see you there. Bye. Can't go without my pole in my rod Super cup and then I nod Made a hundred million, must be good in my job I done made it out the land of the brain I can tell you shake my hand that it's fake Free the guys the ones who never made a stage Shine with a Drake, I made it home safe Baseball numbers on all of my contracts Billion no buddies, they all in my contacts I get you hit on GP, they want nothing back Make 20 million last month trying to run